Greetings, my excellent friends, and welcome back to the San Dimas School of Film podcast. Join us on our most excellent adventure through time as we discuss all genres of film. My name is Tim. My name is Tim. <laughs> what is it now? <laughs> <laughs> my name is Tim. Tim. And with me, as always, in the booth is all these people. <laughs> Hi, guys. <laughs> Hi, Tim. Hi, Tim. <laughs> Nicely played. That's Al, Julian, and Brad. Thanks. Today, uh, Al, yeah, is is film nerding it up today. So get ready for Al to speak for the majority of this episode. Oh, no, nah, I'm going to be cool. <laughs> oh, nah. no, oh, nah, but hey, how about that bit? <laughs> so, so Al's in control of the booth. He's taking us through the circuits of time back to 1977 to watch the sci-fi classic Close Encounters of the Third Kind. So let's do this. Brace yourselves, amigos. Amigos. Gentlemen. We're history. Before we go anywhere, because I know we're going to get straight into this movie, it's uh, time for history with Brad. 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 I thought we'd get straight into it because we keep cool. forgetting about it. Nice. Hi, I'm Brad. How are you going? Hi. Ooh, Hi, Brad. Ooh, you have, I know. You have paper I today. Shock horror. I have notes. Slaney nearly fell over when he saw me at the door with oh, paper in my hand. Couldn't believe it. Next oh, time, walk in with a briefcase. <laughs> <laughs> and also, we're going back to like almost at the start. So, one, I have notes. And two, I'm hungover. Yes. Oh, nice. Uh-huh. Old back. school. Old school. Old school, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, it's 1977. <laughs> um, all right, 1977. Uh, Elvis died. Um, it was a year for technology. So the Atari was released. Oh. Commodore PET was released. Oh. And the Apple II was released. Now, this nothing's changed when it comes to Apple products. So the Atari was $199 US. Remember, this is 1977. Yeah. So that's that's a heap of money. Yeah. Yeah. The Commodore PET was $495 US. Whoa. The Apple II was $2,638 US. Whoa. Yeah, but it was white. It was, was white. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Um, <laughs> well, so, uh, yeah. Anyway. Touche. Um, that changes everything. <laughs> big things in 77. Star Wars. Saturday Night uh, Fever. Roots. Um... Star Wars. Uh, Star Wars. <laughs> Star Wars. It's like it should yeah. just be Star Wars for <laughs> stop. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, punk went mainstream. So bands like the Ramones, Clash, Sex Pistols, Iggy Pop, Stranglers uh, started to really uh, Sell out. push their... Well, basically, yeah. Um, and French was adopted, adopted as the official language of Quebec. Nice. Can I just say that we've got a mascot in here at the moment? Yeah, he just attacked it Brad's just, foot. It literally, <laughs> just tried to bite my toe off. We have an eight-week-old kitten in here, so yeah. if, if all of a sudden if someone's in the middle of something and just goes, ah! <laughs> <laughs> they're being attacked. Uh, popular films of '77 were Star, Star Wars, Wars. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rocky, Smokey and a Bandit, Annie Hall, King Kong, and Saturday Night Fever, and Star Wars, and Star Wars. <laughs> Oscars, best film, Rocky, best actors, Peter Finch and Faye Dunaway for Network. Mm. Double whammy there. Oh, yeah. Nice. Um, I never knew, uh, I didn't know Rocky was that old. I thought that was an 80s movie. Nah. Wow. How definitely. about that? Rocky Four was like mid 80s. Right. So, what, what were you doing in 1977, Brad? Uh, <laughs> well, I was born into 776, so not a lot. <laughs> Shitting myself and nah. pissing myself. Oh, so not a lot's changed. Not a lot's changed. <laughs> oh, zing. Having a great time. Having a great time. Sucking on a bottle, all yeah. that sort of stuff. <laughs> Sucking on the titties. <laughs> wow. Hi, <Jesus>. mum. <laughs> 77. Yep. All right. Sorry to be organised. Thanks, Brad. Great no segment. Worries. 
That was the most efficient history with Brad we've ever had. Mm. It was so smooth. It was it was seamless. Other than the one where I wasn't here. We got so much extra <laughs> we have so much extra time to kill. I know. What are we gonna talk about? <laughs> to like, pat it out there. Um, well, unlike other episodes, let's talk about the movie. Yeah. <laughs> <Sure. laughs> Alright Al Go on then Start Off you go off. <laughs> what, what Tim was, has just taken his headphones off <laughs> okay. Your What time was your inspiration now? here? You know, I'm assuming this was like a big like childhood movie for you. Was this a sick day no, movie for you? No not especially It's just a It's just a great film It's man. just a bloody cracker of a movie Like hmm. And I uh, Look I We'll probably talk a bit about Jaws as well Because you know I, I picked Jaws A couple of episodes Well a few episodes ago Oh it's is that where the guy from the main character Richard is? Richard Dreyfus. He, yeah. He's out of Jaws. Yeah. That's yeah. the guy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. nice. Can I just say I don't really like Richard Dreyfus much? No, no neither. No, I just no. Don't, yeah. Plays the same character again and again and again. Yeah, he's just some, he's too he's too harsh, maybe. Uh, Something about him's so, too harsh. He's really different to Hooper. Anyway. Yeah. In this. Kinda. Yeah. But I I'm I, I said in the last episode I I just watched a doco on Spielberg and I just like all this early Spielberg stuff is just so good. Like, there's so few misses in there that, like, we just... I just want to keep talking about them. Like, mm. so Jaws is fantastic, obviously. We all love Jaws. Uh, listen to that episode if you want to hear about that. And this is this is another great one. And the fact that this came out the same year as Star Wars mm. and didn't just get lost in oblivion because it's another similar genre, um, you know, is is a testament to what a strong, strong film it is. Yep, I agree. Um, um, I'm a huge fan of this film. Um, and mm. watching it again today, uh, and I think we've, we've said this a lot, that when you're watching a film to actually critique it, you start watching, looking for other bits and pieces. Notice so, all the bits. Yeah. So Spielberg, which we spoke about in Jaws, is the master of using whatever he's got to make the most out of whatever he's got. So there's great scenes in this where it's literally, if you pulled away from where, like, so the shot in the car where he's first gone out to fix the electrical problems yeah. and the guys come up with the headlights behind and they go around and goes, you know, you're in the middle of the road, jackass. <laughs> and then the next time that happens, the headlights coming along behind and then you see them stop and up. they go over oh, the top. Yeah. And you can just think if they pull back, that would literally probably just be some dude in like a crane or something like that yeah, yeah. going oh, with yeah. a box with some headlights on it or some guy holding some headlights there and just going, well, we'll just make this work. Yep. Um, yeah. And there seems to be a lot of stuff in this film that is so simply done, but just so effective. It's and like the sign, the sign that's shaking back and forth. Yeah, I was the same. I was, I was like, it's just a dude at the bottom <laughs> of the dude on the ground, it, yeah. yeah, just shaking the crap out of that sign. Yeah. Yeah. But then he goes back to that later. So when the helicopters come and he's looking at that other sign and it's just shaking and he's yeah. starting and he goes and like he starts to like, second doubt himself. It's like, did what happen? Mm. Happen? Was it just a helicopter? Mm. But yeah, so things like that is what I love about the early Spielberg stuff. And it happened in Jaws too, where he's like, we don't see anything until right at the end. Yeah. So it's just this. Was that, could this be something else? You're not oh, quite yeah. sure. That was my thing with this. Do you think it would have benefited more if we didn't see the ships that's, so early Actually, on? that's what I felt. I was really blown away. I was like, oh, oh, okay, there's spaceships. Like, I'd seen this as a kid, but not like I haven't seen it for a long, long time. And it really surprised me that, oh, there's a couple of flying saucers flying down the road with the cops chasing them, sure. Nah, see, I think it works because the reveal comes at the end... Like, you don't see who's piloting the ships. You don't know. Like, they're still unidentified flying objects. They're mm. still UFOs, right? Even though they're clearly not any sort of technology that we know. Yeah. You're like, what are these? They're, you know, and like, a scene that slays me every time 
In a good way or a bad way? In a good way. Okay. Is uh, Barry, the four-year-old. Mm-hmm. What a name for a kid. Barry. 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 I'll get that's, back to you, Barry. That's my dad's name. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Ooh, I, thought about, I thought about Barry Gavin and I'm like, oh, imagine a little baby Barry Gavin. Like, it just doesn't, it's weird. Was your dad kidnapped by aliens? No, Are you an alien, Brad? Maybe. But his dad was born in his 30s. At the least. <laughs> what? At least. Dude, you just fried my brain so hard. <laughs> <laughs> what? But the, yeah, sorry. The scene that slays me every time is is when you see it's just like a sort of a mid shot on Barry's face, and there are clearly aliens in the house, yeah. right? And he's watching them, and you see his facial expressions changing during the, when the yeah. fridge is all being yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah yeah. And like I thought, oh, yeah, I thought that was really like he did really well. That so kid. good. Yeah. So and but again, that's the sort of the testament to. Mm. I think also is this Spielberg probably one of the first. Alien films where the aliens aren't some form of threat. Yes, I was going to talk about that as well. Mm. It's like the first time that aliens are really positively shown. Yeah. Like up until this point, they're all invasion. And, you know, it was like... Mm. um, War of the Worlds. War of the Worlds and an attack of the 30-foot something. And, you know, like it was always something attacking or invading Earth. Yeah, yeah. And the whole time, it's really, really positive. Like even when Barry gets kidnapped, it's like or abducted, yeah. it's quite scary because you're watching it from the mother's point of view. Mm. But like at no point is Barry worried. Like he's he's having a great he's time. Yeah. Running after them laughing. Yeah. And it's all viewed in through this lens of wonder and interest and amazement. There's no like harsh military reaction. Mm. Like the military's like barely in it. Yeah, they're it's they're more they're more just stuff. like controlling the town. That's the only time you ever see the military is when they're when they're keeping people out of the town. Yeah. Other than that, they it's like the military are on the outskirts. Yeah, exactly. So that the scientists and that's can nice. Do their that's stuff nice to not have so the good. military yeah. just all up in there. Isn't it great? And yeah. like, and I think that's what makes it stand out because there are very few films like that. Like yeah. even something like ET, another Spielberg alien movie. Well, you look at like the newest like Arrival. That was all. That was all military. All military. Control, yeah. yeah. But I suppose that, you know, like, you're thinking about it from a logical point of view. It's like, well, who would you have on the front line? You know, let's say a flying saucer lands in my court right now, you know, out front. And it's like, you know, who are going to be the first people I call? You know, the authorities, the people with the weapons defense. You know, maybe it's just a mentality thing that we've kind of... Now yeah, I think it like, is now. Everything's perceived as a threat. Yeah. Right? It's all about national security and, you know, protecting the interest of state and... And safety and... Yeah, yeah no, that's, that's right. Whereas all this is positive the whole way through. It's so I mean, good. look, the the mother, she's a terrible fucking mother, by the way. She keeps letting that... <laughs> no, no, she keeps letting that kid go. The, I'll, I'll come back to that. No, what I'm saying is like, you know... Ah, oh, damn, I lost my train of thought now. I'm so focused on how much of a bad terrible mother, mother she is. Um. Oh, damn it! No. Oh, the scene where Barry gets kidnapped—it's a horrific scene. Like, I remember watching that as a kid. That scene, like it—it mm. it really made me feel horrible. Yeah, like, the that screws coming the out of the shit floor. out of me. Yeah, like it no. really terrified me. But and see, I'm like, why is everyone going? Oh, ah, this is so lovely when there's clear evidence that these aliens are going to put you through some traumatic shit. Like to me, that was an attack. You know, she's locking the doors, closing this house as much as he can. Mm. They're coming in through the chimney. They're coming in through the floor. To me, that's not a, oh, hey, I'd like to be a friend. That's a, hey, I'm going to fucking come after you regardless of how many doors and, you but, want. And the thing is, they were, it's obvious that they weren't after her. They're yeah, true. Yeah. yeah, that is and why, true. And why didn't they go after um, 
Roy. Barry. Rufus. Uh, Roy. Roy. Rufus. 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 <laughs> Sorry. Wait, who's... Greetings. <laughs> who's Roy? I was, gonna, I was, I was trying to say... Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, it was a mix, that was a mixture between Dreyfus and Roy. Rufus. So why wouldn't they... Why didn't they capture him? Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of questions about this. Because they go after Barry. 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 Young Barry. I'll get back to you, Barry. Um, <laughs> but they don't go after the other girl that had the... Because you know how Roy and... Le, Le, is it start with an L? <laughs> the girl that, that he goes to Devil's Tower with? That's the mum. Yeah, the mum. Is that the mum? That's yeah. the mum. That's the mum. She's a bad mum. Wasn't there another... There was the wife. Yeah. And she just takes the kids and buckles yeah. off because they're crazy man. Yeah. Um, I'm... Just going to go on the theory that maybe the aliens knew that Barry had no way to get there, whereas all the others were invited and got their own way there. And because they maybe yeah. knew that they could get to where they needed to be, which was the Devil's Tower or Devil's Mountain or whatever. They knew yeah. he was so desperate that he was willing to sacrifice life and limb for the answers. Mm. What? <sighs> no, nah, I'm not going to jump to the end. Well, I think, it, yeah, like the that descent of Roy throughout the film and the same thing happens to, to the mum. Yeah. Is that is that sort of trial or that test that gets them all to Devil's Tower and yeah. gets them accepted. The French guy says it really well though, especially when they're at Devil's Tower. He said the only reason these people are here is because they watched the TV and saw where it was. So yeah, that's, that's like a really big exactly. yeah. he said, And there's probably other people that are looking for it but don't know but where don't to go. Know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it was it was interesting. I, I really like that whole process of him trying to figure out what He's seen. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Isn't it great? Like, I know the Simpsons, you know, mashed potato <laughs> stuff. <laughs> but, but, like, it's it's very early on. Like, he sees, like, he keeps seeing it, but he doesn't know what it is. And it's only mm. when the top is cut off that. Yeah, off the mountain. Off the mountain in the, he kind of goes, oh, that's it. And then I love that whole bit where he builds a big one. Yeah. In his lounge room. Yeah. Oh, my <laughs> oh, God. He finally he's just shoveling it. dirt in through so the window. Oh, my God. <laughs> so good. And he's pulling all the trees out and everything yeah. to make it look realistic. But then when you look at what he's done, you're like, that looks amazing. Yeah, and it's, yeah, it's really but good. It's, again, it's like, we're, we're on Roy's side because he, he's so positive about it. He's like, no, nah, no, nah, it's cool. I've worked and, it we, out. And we know that he's seen what he's seen, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. His but like we haven't seen Devil's Tower at this point either. Yeah. See, and that's the other thing. I find that something, a natural structure that looks like that for no one to know about it, I don't believe that. Yeah. It's interesting. It's it's a crazy mountain though. Yeah, it's awesome. Mm. Anyway, I want to go back to uh, why this lady is such a bad mother is because like, <laughs> one, the kid, obviously the kid wanders out on his own at night. That's not really her fault. But, you know, um, Roy, Roy, main character Roy, Yep. He saves the kid from the road and the mother getting hit by the car. So she's like, oh my God, thank by, you. By his car that he's speeding. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. No, that's right. Yeah, she swerves. But then immediately the kid walks back onto the road again and he's halfway down the road before she's even like, oh, come back. But then when the aliens are attacking her house, she's like, oh my God. And she's holding her son in, in the kitchen to which he just stands up and walks out the freaking doggy door. Mm. And then it's like, a solid five to ten seconds before she even notices. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, if like, look, if I'm a mother and I'm holding my child and there are aliens attacking the house, I'm not letting go of my child. <laughs> she just lets him go and he just wanders out the doggy door. Would like, people uh, react very differently in uh, in the face of fear? So mm, maybe her her maybe. fight or flight skills aren't uh, maybe 
Self-preservation goes to Finally tuned as yours, Slane. Yeah, yeah. More all right, all right. <laughs> or maybe you would go to pieces too. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, can tell a lot about a person in the face of fear. Uh, I reckon <laughs> the... Um, the because we had the the start in the desert with the fighter planes, the nineteen forties. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what are, what planes are they? They look oh, brand new. I don't know, Spitfires maybe. Sure. Nah, yeah. they're American things, so they'll be like Mustangs or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then the I think the better one was the ship. The ship that they found. Yeah. Oh my, <laughs> that was God. cool. That was awesome. And that guy, the scientist guy, was the head of NBC in Seinfeld. Yeah. The cartographer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, it was yeah. too. The before I was paid to speak French guy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Get a good look, Costanza. Yeah. <laughs> that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That guy. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought the, um, I thought the French guy was actually really good in this. I thought he played his character really well. He was really... Like, his character never got angry. He never got flustered. He was always... Focused on the no, goal. because it's, again, it's like all this... Everyone's super excited the whole time. Everyone's really mm. interested and... It's all this wonder and like there's no... He's really calm. Yeah. Mm. Every, everyone's working together. Like, mm. It also seems like that they maybe already have not... Well, especially the fact that, that when they go to Devil's Tower that there's that thing that's already set up and concreted and things. And the fact that none of the cowboys that were in the area that they were trying to get rid of had noticed that they were shipping in truckloads of concrete to build some form of runway. Well, and, and, uh, and the thing is, there's all that, that security, though, and then Roy turns up and they're like, oh, hey, Roy. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. But he'd been he'd been yeah. interrogated by them before. Yeah, like, yeah. He they knew who he was. To them, yeah. yeah. Um, because he got captured on the way in. Like, he got... Yeah. He got taken in. It, it was pretty clear who funded this movie as well with the uh, brutally uh, in-your-face product placement there. Like uh, The first one I noticed was uh, the McDonald's. The yeah. Boom! I, I'm watching this. I'm watching this. Oh, this really cool sci-fi. And film. also making sure that they got the $24 billion served. Yeah, yeah. That's, well, that's what I was saying. I was like, yeah. I'm watching. Oh, this is a really cool sci-fi film. I'm like, really cool. Boom, Maccas! You know, like, I'm like, holy <laughs> and, shit. And then Baskin and Robbins. Yeah, and, <laughs> all the yeah. trucks. I'm like, you could have just driven trucks. You don't need to... Put them in. You don't need to hide. No, them. because like, that's the point. They're they're keeping it quiet. Yes, like that's where that was the gas spill. That was the whole gas spill story. Yeah, I thought yeah, that was yeah. really well done too. I thought yeah, that was, it was great. And the guys sitting there going, "How are we going to make people want to leave?" Yeah, and then the news comes on and go, "Ah." And they're like, "No, nah, it's got to be bigger, or it's good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah." So, can we chat about the um the the sequence of of notes to to talk? So, you know that scene in Dharamsala where they're all chanting the... Mm-hmm. How did that... How did they... Are they? Is that all just been... I can't see how... Is that all been channeled tel, telepathically to the... How are they... I don't think I'm so. To me, I was like... I had the theory that... Yeah, that the ship rocked up and just went... And then they're just chanting it, hoping to call it back. Maybe it could be done telepathically because Barry was playing it on his xylophone. It was like the imprinting the the devil's tower into people. Yeah, you're right, because Barry was playing it. Yeah, and when they when his mum was there and they started playing and she's gone, I've heard this, I know this. Yeah. And even Roy said the same thing. It was like, you know. Apparently they went through like 300 versions or something to get to that one sequence of... Because, like, I remember growing up, that was a pretty famous you know, bar of music. Yeah. Just yeah. That bit was like, you know, it's knows. that last note. It's like, do, 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 do. It's like, it's like <laughs> back in the 70s, yeah. it's the kind of thing you said as your text message tone on your smartphone, you know? Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> in the 70s. In yeah. the 70s, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, oh, shit, I was about to say something. I forgot it. It's funny, like I don't, I I feel like I don't actually have a lot to say 
I just find this film really engaging. Who, like this, really so this is Spielberg, yeah? Yeah. yeah. I'm uh, feeling that you maybe aren't too keen on it. I, I'm it? not 100%. I loved it as a kid. Mm. Scared the shit out of me, but I still came back to it. Uh, watched well, it. It's because it, 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 they kind of portray it to try and be scary, but then bring you back to well, the, the, Barry, the nicety of the thing. Yeah, the Barry... Um, the, you know what? In all honesty, the mountain itself... I don't know what it is about the it's mountain. Scary. It's I think it's yeah, it's a scary looking mountain. It's very, so I think I have oh, this yeah. anchor from a child. So when I see the mountain, even his his sculpture that he makes, or when you see the actual mountain itself, it doesn't sit well with me. Like I've the first I don't thing know I, why I've, I have that yeah. about an object, but I was just a bit like, Ugh. I mean, the first thing I did after the film was get on Google Earth and go Wyoming, you know, Devil's Tower, oh. and seeing it from above, and you're like, oh, there it is. Wow. So, I just cool, cool man. Close Encounters Mountain. <laughs> so cool. Um, no, no, I'm not 100% sold on, on this film. Uh, I think, you know, because there are, there are things about this movie that made me want to watch other Spielberg movies. Uh, and the one that pops to mind was um, uh, Batteries Not Included. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, have you is that seen, a Spielberg I mean, movie? I no. think it is. I wouldn't have said it was. No, I'm sure Maybe it is. Maybe he produced it or something. I'm sure it's a Spielberg Maybe I'm wrong. No, but there is so. a lot about Close Encounters that really made me want to watch Batteries Not Included. Like, I haven't thought about that movie in years. And all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, I really want to watch that movie. I'm sure it's a Spielberg. It's one of his early ones. Um, no. Check like, it out. Like, after yeah. Duel. Do you remember I'm it? Up. We used to watch it at uh, the farm at Dana's. Uh, uh, it it's the one about the little, these little tiny little flying robots and stuff, and yeah. they come down to this apartment block and like rescue it from demolition and stuff. No, it it's a really good movie. Okay. Someone should select that. <laughs> Maybe <Jesus>. I will. Because <laughs> um, the first time I watched this, this film a little while ago... Mm. I felt it was good, but a bit slow. But now, like watching it this time, I felt it flowed really well. Now Do you know what the same thing happened? Patience. The same thing happened to me. Not this time, but like four or five watches ago. Mm. I remember thinking that. I remember watching it the first time, and going, "Oh, it's a bit slow." And yeah. but then the next time I watch it, I was like, "Oh, yeah, this like, is great! Yeah, mm. like super engaging." Mm. And- uh, it is a good movie. Like, yeah. So I mean, going what I was saying about like you know, like I don't. It's not that I don't like the movie. It's I feel like I watched it again recently. I haven't seen it for a very long time. And yeah, it's a, it's a great film. I personally don't believe I was in the right headspace for it at the time. Mind you, I was watching it at work, which is probably not the best place. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we did see those on. Yeah. That, was, uh, that was a good effort. Yeah. We were talking about that. And uh, it was weird day. as, I have to admit, because I was watching these scenes with these weird flashing lights, you know, and I'm side of stage waiting for a show to start and, you know, they're doing light tests and they got the light flashing. It was weird. It was a bizarre <laughs> experience, man. Like, um, the I want to I f- honestly feel a bit weird about the whole like we never find out what happens with Roy's family after that you know he puts his kids through this torture his kids are torn up they're just left I think and yeah. then they just they leave and it, but he, the thing to me is like you know his wife at some point because it's been like a day or maybe a day or two but his wife at some point would come back and be like hey Roy you know let's settle things down let's figure it out Oh, Roy's not Roy's here gone. anymore. Roy's gone. He'll be back in 50 years, yeah. uh, but he'll be the same age. So if that's all right, he can come <laughs> yeah, and hang yeah. out with his kids. And- yeah, it's pr- it's really dramatic. Like the yeah. the decline of, of her leaving is pretty quick and it's really swift. Like, it's, I know I just said the same thing twice then, but <laughs> <laughs> but it's, you know, it's really sharp. It's like, okay, I, I he's feel- so fixated on this. And you're right. She probably would have come back just like, okay, let's... I've cooled down a bit. Yeah. Let's well, work when this he's out. Doing, when he's doing the mashed potato tower, his son is like 
Crazy oh, tears. I love like, that crazy. shot. Like, that is amazing. Like, dude, I've played in my mashed potato a lot, right? I've made <laughs> little towers out of my food. It's never made anybody cry. Yeah, but he you was. Know, like, they knew exactly what he was doing. That they're like, oh, you can't. Yeah. Like, it's just, oh, of course. Like it's the it's the cycle. That shot was huge. That like, yes. yeah, oh, really huge. Kid did well. Like to he did cry. Like, and it really remem- it reminded me of that scene in Jaws around the dinner table with his son. You know, when he's like copping. You remember that one? Yeah, where he's copying no. his son and just after this like brutal day he's had. His son's copying him. His son's copying, yeah. Oh, And he's like, give right. us a kiss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's mm. like, what for? He's like, just cause. Mm. Just, oh, cause I need it, he says. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's this really intense family moment that's that's quite positive in mm. Jaws and, and in that one, it's almost like the direct opposite. It's like, yeah. Yeah. This, is the, this is the point where the family falls apart. The, when he completely loses it and he's pulling plants out and stuff, that's like, it's yeah. sort of past the point now and that's just the tipping point that she needs to leave. But actually the dinner table is where the real damage is done. Yeah, yeah the real psychological... Yeah. Yeah, that's really fascinating. It was like, I don't know, I just, I, I mean, obviously, yeah, it's it's good that you put it into perspective for me because I'm like, I was literally sitting there going... Man, like he's just playing with his mashed potato, but obviously there's so much more to it. It's the mm. build up to that. Yeah, yeah. and it, like again, it goes along with that thing where I don't think I was in the right frame of mind. I, like I'm sitting there at work after a long day, going, "Yeah, sure, he's playing with his potato, whatever. Who cares?" But it's like, okay, if I really focused on this, you're absolutely right in saying that it's the uh, the psychological effects that's happening. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Too logical, mate. Too logical. Too much logical um, jewels in there. It's uh, Battery's not included. Steven Spielberg, executive producer. Ah, uh, okay. Ah. There you go. So he was just you, the money. You got it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. I reckon I reckon Mr. there money had bag. to be something in there. He's like, guys, if I'm going to give you money, I'm going to have a bit of a say about this because there are things in, in batteries not included that really just, like, I'm like, yeah, you know, I can, I can tell. I always thought it was just a Spielberg film, but obviously not. Never forget mm-hmm. that Christopher Nolan was a producer of Man of Steel. <laughs> Never forget that. Never forget. Never forget. <laughs> Never forget. It's a dark day in cinematic um, history. Yeah, I, I think I'm in the same boat as well. Like, I don't have a whole. To me, it's one of those movies where you watch it, you take it in. How much can I say about this film? I well, okay. Hold on. Hold on. It's the <laughs> Can I ask you guys? See, I knew that was coming, <laughs> and it still surprised me. Yeah. <laughs> right, oh, I just want to do. Do you guys believe in UFOs? Yes, you do believe in yeah, UFOs. Yeah, I think I do. Have you, Timmy? Oh damn! I was hoping I was going to get away with not answering. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, I think I might. Yeah, it's got to be right. Well, this universe is huge. I don't, but I believe that there's flying objects, but whether they visited us or not is a two completely. See, different. I'm of the belief that there's nothing to suggest that there isn't life out there. It's just but, not as like it could be like us, you know, like we're not technologically advanced enough to fly to another planet. Yeah. So they could be just out there going, oh, I wonder if there's anyone else out there. Yeah, you know, it's like sometimes I'm <laughs> yeah, like... That's what they're doing. Yeah. Oh. Like I, I love love watching stuff about the cosmos and like, and I'm like, oh, this whole... To me, the whole... Ow. The whole concept of UFOs coming to Earth is so astrolo- astronomically... like in, the, the number's so insignificant of the odds of it happening. It's so almost basically impossible because like... 
you know, it's a very narcissistic thing to think <sighs> that someone's going to visit us. Someone's going to visit us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I'm curious, Brad. What What's your theory around UFOs? You say you believe you believe in the UFOs, like that they're. I mean, because technically, you know, if I see a satellite in the sky, because yeah, you see them flying over sometimes, and you're like, well, I don't know what that is. It could be a UFO, but you know, like the idea of like, you know, you think about like, you know, an inhabitable planet. If it's like fifty thousand light years away, yeah, it's only fifty thousand light years. That's like you know the the time that it takes light to travel in a year, and light is traveling it's going fairly quick. It's pretty quick, and it would still take fifty thousand years to get here. You know, like it's just the concept to me of a UFO coming to this planet is it's just never going to happen. And then in order to travel at the speed of light, you know, you need to be made of photons. You can't be physical matter. You know, it's it's just like the the logic side of in the science Any alien. that you know. Whoa. Oh, yeah. Physics, yo. Physics. <laughs> There's like... I just go on the theory of that, that we just can't be the only living Oh, absolutely. Thing. And I, I and, totally agree with that. And it would make me very, very sad if we were the smartest thing in the universe. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah. <laughs> I yeah, yeah. I'm it's kind of making me sad bit now. Yeah. If this is as good as it gets in the whole of the universe. Oh, that's that's the cat. Um Yeah, well we just you know so, yeah. I absolutely agree with you. Like I, I don't deny the idea that there could be life on another planet. I, I in fact I think it's ridiculous to not think that there wouldn't be life on another planet. Like the vastness of our universe like is so big, it's incomprehensible. And for there not to be more life out there is just, you know, there has to be other life out there. It's ridiculous to think there's not. But the idea of a ship traveling from one galaxy or even if it's in our own galaxy or, you know, like a ship traveling to here, it's just the physics don't work. Yeah, it but that's like, doesn't. that's like just saying, you know, what's the meaning of life sort of thing. Your, yeah, you, your, a human brain is not able to cope with that knowledge. Yeah. So you, J- to- you just don't worry about it. <laughs> I, but I do but that's the thing so who's saying do, do I need to play the intro again well, it's logical jewels <laughs> but that's the thing so who's saying that there's not another culture somewhere that is far more advanced than we are that can is technologically scientifically and everything more advanced than we are mm. in maybe many they, ways maybe they perceive time differently to us well you know it's that old thing of the faster you, the closer you get to the speed of Tim's the light just watched Arrival recently <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah the closer you get to the speed of light <laughs> time goes slower so you know what would feel like a 50,000 year journey could actually feel even longer if I moved away from that clock at the speed of light time would this moment would last forever (laughs) (laughs) yes I'm gonna gonna post up a video I'm gonna post up when we when we upload this uh, episode to our uh, Facebook page I'm gonna post up a video that um, talks about space travel and uh, you know but again, I mean, it comes. To, it's all within the spectrum of what we've figured out so far. That, yeah. This is true. I like the the approach that Star Trek took to it. Just to nerd it up a bit, you're gonna have to remind me. Well, so there's a there's a film called First Contact, which is with the first like uh, next generation movie, and it, and it, <laughs> I told you to explain it to me, man. <laughs> <laughs> and they, so First Contact is all about how humans came in got first contact with i think it's the vulcans that come down first right and it doesn't happen the vulcans know we exist and no earth is a thing and they're and that we're doing our thing down here but they don't come in they don't approach us until we develop warp drive so it's the guy 
the guy that first develops warp drive and and does a successful test flight sure they're like all right they're ready now like that's that was a a, a milestone for humans yeah to be introduced to to other species if you will. So yeah the whole so the and whole that's a, that's a, so that's a good like, like that's what you're talking about Brad of like what it, what we could comprehend mm. I think the only movie that has really come close to giving me a uh, an answer that really satisfies my need Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. (laughs) Bill and Ted's no. Uh, Apparently, it's stolen, but I don't know what the original source was. But from Event Horizon, how what it does is actually folds space, so it doesn't actually travel at the speed of light. It just folds space. You know, gets two points together and it travels through through a wormhole. Wormhole like theory. That's I kind of dig on that. And that to me, I'm like, okay, so that would be a possibility of a UFO. But like, you know, if we all of a sudden were in a spaceship, you know, for us to accelerate to light speed would take something like, if we were making a 50,000 light year journey, it would take seven and a half thousand of those years to get to light speed to which the forces would like basically, you know, liquefy us. Like we just, we'd become nothing. Uh, Like we'd be long dead. And then the actual deceleration would take like an additional 7,000 years. Um... But the thing is, if you're traveling in a straight line through space and you hit a stone that's the <laughs> size of a grain of sand, it will, like, if you're traveling at the speed of light, somehow you manage to defy physics and take that mass, that, that actual object, and make it travel at the speed of light. If that hits something like, you know, a millionth the size of a grain of sand, it's going to obliterate your, your, your ship, you know, like, you, there's, there's just not a lot of evidence to support that it's possible. There's a lot of evidence to support that it's completely impossible, but... So, if anyone's know. still listening... I was going to say, Sonny, <laughs> your cat's stuck in the bookshelf. <laughs> oh, jeez. Sorry, I switched off ages ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, what? Maybe saying? maybe we should go back to that podcast you found on the theory of the speed. speed. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe we should go back to talking about the movie. <laughs> uh, yeah, look. Irrelevant whether it's possible, possible or not, Slady. Yeah. Like... It's something we all like to dream about. You know? yeah. like okay, is- uh, let me put it this way. is in Let's reword it. Um, I won't say, do you believe? Yes, I do. I believe in life beyond this planet. Absolutely. 100%. Uh, I'm trying to... Do you not not believe? Is- do I uh, not not believe? Yeah. Double negatives are breaking my face. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Which is different to do you believe? Believe in life. Don't believe that UFOs have come to Earth. That's what I believe. I don't know if that's a not not believe. I don't know yeah. what a not not believe. Sure, is that a, like a not 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 believe? Oh my god! No. Where I'm a not nodding the not not believe. No. <laughs> so if someone no, says, if someone says, do you believe in UFOs? And you can answer with, I don't not believe in UFOs. Ooh. No, but mm. you just said you don't believe that we've been visited, so that would. Mean well, you I believe, don't believe I believe in UFOs because technically a UFO is just an unidentified flying object, and I've yeah. seen shit fly overboard for a while. I'm like, I don't know what that was. I'm sure it was man-made, but yeah. So that means someone can identify it. Yeah, so it's not someone. unidentified. To someone. me, it's unidentified. Um, and there's a really good point at the start. Of this <laughs> oh, that's that's ridiculous. <laughs> we're back to the narcissism. Oh. <laughs> I know, I know. Back at, at the start of this film, where we go to the uh, air traffic control. And the pilots are talking about... Oh, that was really thing. cool. I really that's, that's a really good thing. Yeah. A real- I, there was a really good scene, I thought, because it was just radio contact and you're looking at things and you can yeah. see the worry on the guys' faces. And then it all goes... It's like, wow, it just went past me. And they say, do you want to report a UFO? And they're like, nah. nah. <laughs> and the next guy, they ask the next plane that's seen the same thing, do you want to report a UFO? And he goes, 
I wouldn't even know what to report. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I, right. You know what? I've got and a you theory sit there and about go, that. How much does this happen? Yeah. Because like the whole, like the, the Foo Fighters, the band of Foo Fighters is what the German pilots used to call UFOs. So Foo Fighters were, were oh. when the German fighter pilots were up and there'd be funny lights that they'd see that they couldn't work out what they were. They yeah. didn't know what they were when they were flying high and things. Ooh. And they called them Foo Fighters. Right. So yeah, here I was thinking that was like a play on Kung Fu Fighters or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, the thing was, so... so Fair enough. <laughs> well, yeah. To sub- like... A- I think, was that air traffic controller scene based in California? No, they were Denver, I think, wasn't it? Maybe. Denver. I was going to yeah. say, because... They were real, though. They were cause... real air traffic controllers. Oh, were they? Yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, I think if you're going to portray air traffic, uh, air traffic controller, like, they did it really well, so I could imagine them... Yeah, no, they were... So a huge with... suicide rate. Really? Oh, Jesus. It's like one of the most stressful jobs yeah, one, in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a massive suicide really? rate. Really? Yep. Like oh. one of the biggest suicide rates of any job. Jesus. Yeah. Um, so in, in California, and this goes back to my knowledge of air crash investigations. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, no, but they used to have a lot of incidences in, in California because uh, the domestic and army air traffic control were very separate. So you'd get all these incidents uh, where... Oh, there's the cat. <laughs> you, know, you get all these like issues with... Um, Army army aircraft coming through uh, in in public space or sorry in domestic space or you know like coming mm. in on their flight paths and things and they'd have a lot of problems where you know you'd have military aircraft whizzing past passenger planes and things like that so I reckon in that scene where they're like oh I'm not sure where it is because I think they do they reference it could be military they're like I can't, yeah, I can't and remember. You can, the guy rings them and says, are you conducting? Are you doing anything? Are you yeah. doing anything? Oh, that's right. Yeah, so maybe their pilots are just like, oh, I'm just going to dismiss it as something military related because that would happen all the time in California back in like the you know the 70s and 80s and things like that when they were just, you know, the military, there was really not as much structure and as there is now. also the speed difference of military stuff versus domestic stuff. Exactly is, right. It's, you know, triple. You go on su- supersonic in, in, mm. in military aircraft. So, um, yeah. Did anybody <laughs> find the kiss weird? Yeah, kiss and really out of yeah. place. Just before he goes down to the yeah. oh yeah to the concrete. Yeah, like, was that, that really necessary? I found yeah, that odd. I did find that weird. I, I found their relationship weird altogether. Yeah. Um, I well, found, I didn't I found until her that acting, point. I found her acting absolutely terrible. Yeah. Um, her, the guy that played her, or the kid, the four-year-old that played her son was a better actor than her. Mm. <laughs> there, there was a really awkward moment, actually, when uh, uh, Roy goes back to the scene where they first saw the UFOs on the road where they nearly got run over. And she's like, oh, you've got the sunburn. And he's like, oh, you do too. And she basically, like, <laughs> pulls her top open, you know, almost doing, like, girls gone wild kind of stuff. And she's like, oh, yeah, I got sunburn as well. And I was like, whoa, that's out of place. It just felt really weird. It wasn't, wasn't that bad. It was bad enough for me to notice. I went, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Not like there was that. A, there was the first time we see the aliens and they're on that corner where the uh, the farmer guy is. Um, <laughs> and there's there's a really great like Blues Brothers smoking the Bandit moment where the cop just continues chasing the UFO straight off the edge of the road. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do we think of the, um, the actual alien at the... At the end, oh, pretty good for nineteen seventy-seven. Does, does the hand seventy-seven? Yeah. I didn't. I didn't think that was needed. Lots yeah. of little kids in. I didn't want in, to see the alien. Yeah, little kids in suits. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. he kind of looked high. Like he had this weird high <laughs> smiley face. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> mm. I don't know. Never seen an alien. Well, not that I know of. Anyway, let alone a high alien. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, he was baked, bro. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I have seen American yeah, Dad. I don't know. Like I felt. Like, <laughs> I felt like. 
I, f- I feel like this movie, if I'm going to nitpick anything, it could have done a lot better with the mystery stuff. Yeah. And not just showing us everything. Like, I yeah, like right. films that create a vibe around Marbo. certain things. It's See, I felt, there, I felt there was a huge vibe because, like, you did get... Yeah, you saw the the ships, but you, but you didn't get... <laughs> <laughs> that face to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, yeah, you saw the ships, but you didn't know anything about the ships or how they operated or why or who was piloting them. Were Like, you know, was it like batteries not included where the ships wow. were the aliens? Like, you know, because they were really small ones. But that's what I liked about the scenes with the abandoned planes and the abandoned ship is that you're like, whoa, what happened here? Like, there's there's more questions. And, and why didn't they put them back where it came from? Yeah. Ooh, do you know what? You've actually, I've just had a moment where... <laughs> Did it hurt? No, no, a little bit, a little bit. Uh, gonna, gonna play lightning bolts going off in my head. No, 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 no. It's not a, it's not <laughs> a logic moment. It's actually, okay. it's actually a, oh, okay. So I, I've missed the kind of, I missed an important part is that... These pilots that went missing 40 years ago are now re- are coming off the spaceship and they're the same age, which suggests that these aliens have the ability to control time and space. Therefore, uh, Oh, sorry, we're getting back onto that. Therefore, <laughs> yeah, none of no, us were listening to therefore, it. No, no, I'm, I'm, on, I'm more on board yeah, with this back now. Back to the cat. Yeah, it was yeah. um, <laughs> they, so they, but they can control time. Yeah. Because, maybe. you know, these, these guys are the same age. There you go. So, mm, interesting. I'm glad you worked that out. Even so without a which, which actually supports the whole physics side of things that they obviously are traveling at the speed of light because they're traveling at the speed of light, therefore time has become slower. No and de- nobody has no, aged. There's no acceleration years or decelerate. They're just uh, they're just doing their own thing. It's warp three, Mr. Sulu. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 but what but what I'm saying makes sense. Like I, I, I want to look into it now. I'm cool. curious. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, anyway. Um I'm glad. <laughs> come to some kind of resolve. Um, just internally as well. You know, really you know what? I, one thing help. that I did notice was when the spaceship does arrive at, at Devil's Mountain, or whatever it's called, and it arrives, and then all of a sudden it does, it flips it over, over yeah. and I was like, "Shit, there goes the crockery!" <laughs> 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 I was like, "Oh no, the plates have gone everywhere." <laughs> I was like, "Oh no!" Okay, I thought that was a bit so, unique. So the effects in this film are so beautiful. Like mm. they you know, they're not amazing, but they're beautiful, and they're all done by well, the lead. Was this bloke called Douglas Trumbull, um, and he'd done he'd done the first Star Trek movie, he'd done Brainstorm, and he'd also went on to do Blade Runner, mm. very like big wig, and just like the work that went into this mothership. Oh, so yeah, there's good. So the, these the, are models. Yeah? The attention yeah. to detail yeah. on that mothership is like that's pretty spectacular. Yeah, and the like, rest were literally just traffic lights shot really close to yeah and stuff. Ugh. Because I always think, I always reference it back to like, it must have taken a long time to build because I know in Starship Troopers, um, to build the, because they modeled all those ships as well. Oh. Party foul. Um, they modeled all the spaceships in Starship Troopers as well. Uh, and apparently they took like almost two years or something to build mm. all of them, like in the detail they put into them. So I can imagine how long it would have taken to build that friggin' Yeah. Oh, it's, so, it's so good. And, and I was watching uh, Steve Spielberg Initially, was going it was going to be all black, so it was basically this sort of void in the sky, like it would block out the stars and mm. you wouldn't see it. But then he was driving past an oil refinery mm. and had all these pipes and cables and stacks and stuff, and he's yeah. like, "Oh, it'd be cool if we could do something like that." Yeah. And so this this you know current model was designed and and churned out, and it's just like 
It's huge. So you can go see it still. It's at the uh, Smithsonian in Washington. Um, And it's like, you know, as big as this room, however big that is. Like, it's huge. Yeah. Um, It's really cool that it's been... They've looked after it. They've kept it. Yeah. Because so many movie props just get destroyed and they just go... You know, like, well, I suppose a lot of movie props are made really poorly and they just slap them together for the movie and then yeah. they get discarded. And well, they like that, look so. really good on one side and they're just... Yeah, exactly yeah, right. Blue tack and sticky tape on the back. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's a little R2-D2 hidden on there somewhere. On the spaceship? On the spaceship. Really? Yeah, you can see it in one shot as it passes close by because Ooh. this came out of ILM as well that was literally just formed for Star Wars. Like, ILM came together from Star Wars. Yeah. Um, and so these guys were getting stuff done as well and so they they chucked in this little little R2 he's, Ooh, he's hanging up appearance. he's hanging have, upside um, down do we have a release date for this like how yeah, long it's like after- November oh so it's nearly 12 months yeah. released after yeah that. it's it's okay. decent and no, enough to that. put a little R2-T2 someone paint a little <laughs> yeah and yeah, no, it's a little like physical oh it's a little character yeah, like an little, actual yeah. little was ornament this, um, thing like a was him Spielberg doing this and Lucas doing Star Wars is that when they got together and went hey we seem to have well a they were all friends oh they were all friends beforehand. yeah so it was like there was this little like club of like phenomenal directors so of it was it was Asperger's people it was Lucas <laughs> Lucas Spielberg uh, uh, Scorsese Francis Ford Coppola Jesus um, who else was in there someone else in there <laughs> if, someone, but, if they had blown that room up, then cinematography, as yeah, we know it today, but they were all like different. mates oh, from uni, wow. basically. Yeah. And how different did those four careers go? Yeah. Oh, oh no, two went one way and two Bro- went Maybe the other Brian way. De Palma was in that okay. as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, and yeah, they're all mates and so wanted to support each other. And, and Lucas and Spielberg had a bet with this and Star Wars. And they were like, whoever, it was something like, whoever performs better. Because you got to remember, Star Wars was no one believed in it. Yeah, when it was yeah. getting made, especially the actors. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everyone was like, the crew were just like, this is this, this is shit. stupid space movie, and then it obviously exploded. So the the deal was that the person who grossed the highest had to give like it was something like two point four percent of the gross to the other director. Because they both thought they weren't going to do very well. Yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> I love that they're betting on how bad they're going to do. Yeah, like. yeah. And so Spielberg did kind of all right out of that because Star Wars did quite well. It did okay. It did all right. It yeah. did, did pretty well. I've heard it's okay in like a couple of countries. Yeah. Yeah. Couple. Just a couple. like Slovakia mm, or something. Um, <laughs> mm. Yeah. So uh, it, it's just, it was just the, like the heyday of effects stuff. You know, it was all done manually in different mm. passes of film well, and it also seemed to film. be in that era they they almost had to invent stuff as well yeah they totally were and a lot i'm sure a lot of it was just done through just like almost like the cleaner guy walking through one day going hey why don't you do this turn it upside down <laughs> yeah yeah well, hey, just, shoot it from over there through that light it's yeah. like, oh wow i want to ask you al because you're a bit of the the tech god guy when it comes to movie production <laughs> yeah, and stuff like that well. tech yeah. god. <laughs> it's sticking do you happen to know how they do the smoke effect you know the cloud effect they do yeah so that's a it's a water tank right and what they do it's a huge huge tank before you tell me any more this is why you're tech god al this is because you actually have the answers so, <laughs> so what they would do is fill half of it with fresh water and half of it with salt water. Yep. So it would because so they'd have different densities. I think it's called a halo effect or something. Sure. Yeah. You're the, the tech one, guy. one water. <laughs> one water sits on top of the other. Yeah. 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 Because they're different densities. Yeah. Uh, and so and then what you do is you introduce paint or milk 
into it. Right. And you get that billowing cloud effect and it doesn't pass below that right. that different level. Right. Okay. Yeah. Ah, cool. There was a bit of a, a so there was that was one thing I picked with the editing of the film. So the clouds come and the little spaceships come and then when they pull back the shot for when the big ship's there it's clear skies again. Yeah. Well the thought apparently the thought was that they hide in the clouds, that they use the clouds as coverage. That's a pretty big thing to hide. Yeah, well no, because after the after the um the kid gets abducted, uh Barry gets abducted, the cloud because the ship's going away, although you can't see it, but it's actually the cloud that's going away with yeah. it. Yeah, so it's which is just one of those uh water tank effects. That's re- really cool. In yeah. reverse. I thought it would have been which like Which is a, also great as we were saying before, the whole like the jaws thing of you you don't know what's the there. mystery. Yeah, yeah. it's this mystery big, is, dark, is, scary yeah, cloud. Yeah, yeah. 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 it's cool. It's I don't know. My theory was that they had a piece of glass, and they would like have a device or something that was smoking a lot, and then the smoke would hit the glass and wouldn't go any higher, and they would film. That's that's what I came yeah, up with. I'm like, no. oh, maybe it was that, but no. I, like the- I mean, they'd also have <clears throat> these huge rooms set up, completely black velvet. Like this is how they'd shoot a lot of a lot of spaceships and yeah. you know, a lot of these these motion control passes. And you'd you'd have your ship, and they'd fill the room with smoke, and do a pass in smoke, so you get like the beams of light. You know, you can have lights, you can have a light mm. on, but you can't. You see the light source, but that's it. Yeah, you need you fill a the haze. room. You fill the room with smoke, and then you can see the physical beam of light, right? Yeah. Mm. So that'd be one pass, for example, and then but then to get the um, the lens flare in the camera, yeah. you couldn't have smoke in the room. Right, because that oh. it wouldn't work. So you, so then you do another pass with the light shining down the camera, and you yeah. get this wicked lens flare. So then, the, so the film is exposed, and it said I, I read somewhere it was exposed up to like seven times. Wow, for some of these passes of the mothership and the other the other ships to get the different lights and the flashing lights and yeah, yeah, and yeah like yeah. it's all done manually, like it's all physical. Filmmaking. And they just lay them over the top of yeah, it. and then Back they the just they, they would, comp yeah. them all together in an optical printer. That's so um, crazy, isn't it? Yeah, it's like wow. total heyday of effects. Mm. It's like I remember watching um, when I was learning about um, chroma key and um, downstream keying and things like that. Now, for you guys, like if you don't know what that is, it's green screen stuff. But what they used to do back in the day, how it, they would have to like shoot it in a specific way, then yeah, double up the film and then they remove a certain color. Like you know, for us. You know, I could do it on my machine right here, right now. I could do some chroma keying. It, it would take me five phone minutes. These days, yeah, you so. do it on your phone. Mm. Whereas back in the day, it would it was this massive process, you know, like to be able to do that. So, um, yeah, I'm glad I wasn't around thought, <laughs> dealing with that I thought shit. Chroma key was where they like painted the stills afterwards. No, that's no. rotoscoping. Oh, right, right, okay. Yeah, cool. there's a lot of a lot of old techniques that don't really get used. Anymore, mm. but don't need to. Everything's digital. That's it. Mm. The digital age. Oh, well, it just makes everything a hell of a lot easier. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you know, and these these are the guys that you know everything's got to start somewhere. And oh, absolutely. It became easier because it was bloody hard. Yeah. <laughs> I think there was a bit of. I don't know how they did it, but there was there was a shot of Devil's Mountain, and they had the base down there. And I know one of the old techniques that they used to use was that they have the camera behind a piece of glass and they would literally paint the piece of glass yeah, to, to make a, a set or, or something like that. Yeah, so the only the only physical piece of set in that landing towards the end is the concrete runway. Yeah. The rest of it's matte painting. The rest of it's glass matte painting. Right. Ah, oh, there you go. Um, and it's beautiful. Yeah, it's really yeah, it's good. It's done really well. Stunning mm. art. I, don't, I, don't I was actually, I was watching it today and I was, I was 
wondering how they did that because it's not like oh, they can't just digitally edit it in because it was, didn't, didn't have that technology. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, it didn't uh, it was exist. All, yeah, it was all in a, okay. an aeroplane hangar and then the, the foreground rocks and the background sky and stuff was, yeah. That's crazy, isn't it? And they it's may do... A piece of glass. They'll, they'll often do... The, the foreground map paintings are, are on glass yeah. because you can put them in front and then shoot behind, but yep. then the backgrounds have to be matted out and yeah, then, yeah, and then shot separately, and then you put oh, that in in another pass. Gosh. Like, yeah, yeah, it's it's a process. It's bananas, like, it's so, so crazy. And it was just how it was done. Like it wasn't rigorous, or I mean, it was, but mm. you know, there wasn't any like other option. Basically, yeah, it, it wasn't was, like a, oh, why aren't we using the digital process? <laughs> down the it's like it's like no, no, no. You know, like uh, you just. You know, this is how it's done. It's the norm. Yes. Yeah. It's not like doing it because no we're thanks. hipsters and it's... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, this is what we do. This is... This is the cool way. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Oh, it's great. I dig it. I dig it. Um, well, if that's the case, then maybe... Oh, there was the there was the queue. It was. <laughs> well, we're kicking on. Well, well <laughs> maybe there's time for what I know is my favourite segment. Podcasting a, a wider net. net. Oh, that's came in late. Come on, I was, I was like, I was no, no. trying to do it. I'm like, I can't remember. Go again. Go again. That was terrible signing. Come on. Really? Yeah. That was shit. Oh, this means I need to edit. No, no, no. stay in it. All right, ready? Ready? <laughs> no, <it> ready? <laughs> Podcasting a wider net. net. Much better. Oh, <laughs> sorry, Timmy. Ah, uh, thank you, thank you. Uh, I've got two ish this week. Uh, this episode, the first one I found is called Sci-Fi on Screen, and. I started listening to the Highlander episode. Oh. Um, everyone on this show liked Highlander. No. Well, good uh, for them. <laughs> so, so they're like smart and stuff. Yeah, yeah. No, it's this one bloke <laughs> and he's, he's, he's sort of just running through the film and he's talking a lot about production and I got really into it. Did they laugh at, a short at Sean Connery's clothing? Here's <laughs> <laughs> your peacock feathers, did they laugh at Christopher Lambert's acting? <laughs> yeah, they did, actually. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to go back and check that one out more. And they obviously do a Close Encounters episode. It's called Sci-Fi on Screen. It's really cool. Um, I found another one called Three Drinks In. And <laughs> it's hard to know because I've only listened to one. And I was sort of skipping through it a bit. <laughs> but this said Logan with special guest Patrick Stewart. And if you look at all the other episodes, they're like... You know, with special guests. And this one said, with special guest Steven Spielberg. So, I started listening to the Logan one. And the first, like, 20 minutes, maybe not, maybe 10 minutes, they were were like, oh, and Patrick Stewart hopefully turns up. And I sort of skipped to the end, and I don't think he turned up. (laughs) So, I don't know whether that's a shtick of the show or... Uh, It's like the old, what was it, Jimmy Kimmel thing with the Matt Damon thing. Yeah, exactly. And thanks. And sorry, we (laughs) couldn't fit in Matt Damon. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Uh, So, check that out. It's called Three Drinks In. Um, The other one I'll just quickly mention, I've mentioned before. Oh, this is the ish. Yeah, this is the ish. I'll mention quickly because I mentioned it before in this segment. It's called... uh, Oh, Jesus. What's it called? I don't know. <laughs> I like listen to it regularly and I've just had a mental blank. Podcasting Ish. a wire net. <laughs> net, net. Oh my God. Sorry, everyone. How's the cat? Oh, the cat's asleep. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Jesus. For now. Oh, it's called I Was There Too. Oh, yeah. Oh, What an idiot. Anyway, <laughs> this, uh, this episode is an interview with Gary, uh, Carrie Guffey, who plays Barry. 
Oh, cool. Yeah, and oh, it's wow. about... He won't remember shit from this. Yeah, no, it was it was quite good. Like, I listened to it a couple of weeks ago whenever it came out. Um, and it's quite good. He talks about how Steven Spielberg was as a director and how he helped him and get the get those awesome scenes and that sort of stuff. So, I totally recommend that one. It's, cool. It's I was there too. Hmm. Uh, and the guy that, what's, what's the guy that played Barry? What's his name? Carrie Guffey. Okay. Because you read his IMDb thing and it basically says, oh, you know, child star that never did anything again. <laughs> there you go. Now he's a family man, I think, is how it ends uh, up. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, um, yeah, so oh, uh, yeah, check, check those out. Yeah. Great segment. Check it Thank you. Yeah. Nice. So let's, uh, let's rate this. Ooh, forgot about that. L, your movie, man. Yeah, yeah, kick us off. Uh, I'm going to give it I didn't think about it beforehand this time. Wow. I, I thought I'd go in fresh like you boys do. It's not working out too good for me. Uh, 96. Hmm. 96% on nice. the Sand Demon scale. Yeah, up there. Yeah. Bradley. I like it a lot. Um, I forgot that I had to rate this. It's we keep doing this. Yeah, I know. It's <laughs> weird. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go seventy-five. Hmm. Uh, I reckon for me, after recently watching Bill and Ted's again and realizing how friggin' awesome that movie is, <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. I mean, because Bill and Ted's is always a hundred percent, and how awesome Bill and Ted's is, it means now it's actually just shifted the scale. It shifted the scale for yeah. me. So I reckon now this one. Look, I'd probably give. From my recent viewing, I'd have to only give it like 40%, I reckon. Pretty yeah, low. Okay. So. No, no. Good movie. Like, I respect it, but yeah. it you know, it just wasn't for me. Sure. Uh, probably 65. Yeah. I think they, yeah, I liked it. Nice. Yeah. But yeah, after, I'm the same with you. Like, Bill and Ted. Put, like, I've been rating Ted? wrong. For I've been rating last... wrong. Yeah, so wrong. <laughs> yeah. I feel like no movie should be above this. Maybe a select few. Like, I feel like going back and revisiting my You Don't Mess With The Zohan. <laughs> 2% was a little 2%. strong. <laughs> yeah. was, I agree. It was a little potent. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so oh, on a note, I saw, uh, I bumped into listener Craig yesterday oh yes oh, Craig, how you doing Craig, Craig oh. had something interesting to divulge to us he's like oh actually fellas I may have lied I may have never seen Bill and Ted oh, oh, oh so you've been outed on the show mate well he was was he he was the dude that gave the score of like 1000% or something 2000. he said 2000, 2000. oh that's good so that now has become a defunct Void. score yeah. <laughs> it is. he's had so, the rating stripped I've stricken Stripping. from the record yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> no uh, gold. Sorry, Craig. Um, Sorry. <laughs> we knew we that. W- we knew that percentage was bogus. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> as soon as we heard, it took me on a bogus journey, dude. <laughs> yeah. Uh, another thing we were talking about yesterday, which I think we both were on board of, was the Adam Sandler film that we were talking about. I can't yeah. remember what it was called. We can't remember and we were saying that he's actually done something that was really good. Punch recently. Drunk Love? No, no, we're talking about well, Punch Drunk no, Love. It's brand new. It's out yeah. on uh, Netflix. I and watched it a couple Richard weeks Dreyfus ago. In it, hasn't sure. it? Nah. No, no, it's um, it's got Dustin Hoffman. Dustin Hoffman, sorry. Yeah. Uh, Don't mind Dustin Hoffman. Patty Jenkins. Yeah. No, not Patty Jenkins. She uh, directed Wonder Woman. Apparently, getting great reviews, and apparently, he's excellent in it. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's got serious ben, film. Is ben it? Stiller in it. Yeah. Um, wow. It's got the mum, Patricia Heaton, the mum from Everybody Loves Raymond. Oh yeah. Oh, she's cool. Um, All right. But you wouldn't recognise it. It's. Mm. I watched it. Yeah, I watched it not long after it came out. It was. I've it was seen it. There's another one on Netflix that keeps pop- popping up as well, which is another serious one with him in it. And it's 
got like a four and a half star rating on Netflix. And it's like, mm. Is that good? Uh, yeah. Okay. How do you get a four five. and a half star rating these days when it, all you can do is thumbs up or down? Uh, I don't know. Well, that's, a, <laughs> that's a really good question. It's mm. <laughs> a terrible change in their system. You know what? Actually, anyway. really quickly before we uh, move on to our other stuff, I was just going to say the um, watching this movie, Close Encounters, reminded me of another movie I haven't seen in years and it's probably even my sick day movie and I reckon it's a way better alien film. Or Alien, but not Alien. Have you guys ever seen Sphere with yeah, Dustin Hoffman? Terrible. I love that movie. Read the book. No, no, no. no don't, don't, don't one of those guys. The movie yeah. is rubbish compared to the book. All right, it's okay. terrible. It's way different. Yeah. Sure. I thought you were going to say great concept. Alien. <laughs> alien. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Alien. Sphere is cool though. As a con- like, it's a the concept yeah, is interesting. It's really cool. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, I think we've we've got to go down to movie choices, or are we? Uh, well, mm-hmm. let's figure let's out go. where people can contact us. How's our Twitter going, mate? Going fine. Tell us about it, it's man. It's going fine. I don't know. Hello. Tell us the gory I'm details. I'm doing Twitter stuff. Um, Apparently it's going off. You can also email us at sandemsfilm at gmail.com. We're on Facebook. And we're also on Instagram at sandemsfilm. Nice. Now, next choice. Dun, dun, dun. It was a listener choice. How exciting. I'm pretty sure. We had someone... I really... Oh, I need to get it up. <laughs> Uh, uh, we had it. Was a Facebook message. It was not following the proper system of email yeah, that we you request. Know, I think but you know, as a as a, a public service, yeah, we need to definitely. be flexible. We um, we've definitely. I think we, this is the second Facebook uh, request we've taken, so I guess Facebook is probably another good. We're getting meeting. loose. <laughs> We're getting loose. Yeah, <laughs> it seems to be working well for us. So. It's called, um, sorry, just oh, to backtrack while you're finding that, Tim. Sure. It's called The Mayerowitz Stories, New and Selected. And he plays one of the sons, Danny. It's very good. Oh, that's the Adam Sandler movie. Yeah. Yes. What is it? The Mayerowitz Stories. Yeah. All right. Uh, there's also, just off the back of, uh, while we're talking about things that I'm going to watch recently, uh, there's a, off the back of Zohan, there's a Rob Schneider series oh, no. called Ooh. Real Rob. Like, it's a reality show. God. Uh, and I'm, like, a little bit tempted to dive into that. Really? Just, wow. Just to try and work out what the hell is going on. Is that like, you know, watching a train wreck? You know it's horrible, but you can't look yeah, away. <laughs> can't find it. No. It's well, not some right. of the, the usual bit that where we can... Ac- I can't seem to access our messages on my phone. Was it a message? I yeah. think it was a very simple message and it, it basically message. it basically went along oh, yeah. the lines hang on, of hang on, hang on. Uh, Oh, you've got it? Oh, whoa, whoa, Cha cha cha. You got it? Yeah, go Al. Oh, no, you go. I don't Ooh. have it. You've got oh, it. Oh, you don't have it. No. Oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, she says, "Sup guy, this is from Jess Hill." She okay. says, "Sup guys, looking forward to your review of The Rock." So she sent it a while ago, so we're obviously in the queue. Yeah, we're working on it. Uh, you should hit up Hunt for the Wilder People. Ooh. Yeah. I guess you can consider that a request. Well, thank you, Jess. We have considered that as a request. And it has formally been requested. Yes. Good stuff. So next episode... Hunt for the Wilder People. Hunt for the Wilder People. What was that, 2016, maybe? Fifth. Or was it this year? No, nah, it wasn't 15. this year. I would have said it was 15. Oh, really? It wasn't long ago. So. Yeah, right. And in fact, we were talking about just the other day, Timmy, with uh, when we went to see Thor. Thor, yeah. Yeah, another Taika. Four episodes are back. They're back. Oh. <laughs> another uh, Taika Watiki film, so I'm very excited. Yeah, this great. Awesome. Good movie. Awesome. Sweet as. All right, we'll see you next uh, episode.
be excellent to each other and party on dudes. Just a quick little but, note to tag on the end of that episode. Uh, we are guest appearing uh, at the end of this week on an episode of Who Spiked the Puns. So make sure you get on over to those guys and check them out. They're on Facebook and Twitter and everything that we're on. Uh, we had a great time. And for those of you who have been asking us to actually cover Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, we did it. So get in there and have a listen and enjoy it. Who spiked the puns? Check them out. They're great. Thanks a lot. See ya. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.